Hey everyone, Chris here from the IELTS VIP podcast. You're very welcome to our latest episode of the podcast. Thank you very much to everyone who has subscribed to this podcast and reviewed it. And I hear from Justin, who we are number six on the podcast charts in Romania. We're the sixth most popular podcast in the whole of Romania. So all you Romanian people <laughs> who have subscribed, thank you very much. And we were number one in Bhutan, so... Thank you very much to, is it Budanese? I'm unsure. Budanese? Okay, cool. All right, so today what we're going to do is we're going to discuss uh, connected speech. So I'm going to talk about what connected speech is, why it is important um, in the context of the IELTS test. But it's not only uh, for the IELTS test. Um, you know, if you wanted to move to an English-speaking country, it's going to really, really help you um, become more fluent and sound more like a native English speaker, which is probably your goal. And then we're going to give you a very, very easy technique that you can actually use with podcasts. So. When I've when I've talked about this technique on YouTube or um, in the group, a lot the first thing people normally say is, "What is a podcast and how do I use them?" So you're listening to a podcast right now, so obviously you know what those are. So you're you're going definitely going to be able to use this technique. Okay, so what is connected speech? So when a native English speaker is talking they aren't saying each word individually. So let's let's think of an example. Do you want to go to the cinema? So a native English speaker does not speak in that way. They do not say, do you want to? They don't say each word and each sound individually. What happens in English is those sounds connect up and the person would say, do you want to go to the cinema? Do you want to go to the cinema? So you can see the difference between do you want to go to the cinema and do you want to go to the cinema? One sounds like a native English speaker. The other sounds like you are mentally deranged. So what you need to do is two things. You need to, first of all, get used to connected speech um, because there's going to be a huge amount of connected speech when if you move to the country that you want to move to, or you're interacting with native English speakers in your own country, or you're doing the IELTS listening test. So connected speech is not only important for pronunciation, it's important for the listening test. One of the things that students often complain about, especially if they learn English in their home country, is when they move to London or Toronto or San Francisco or wherever it is, the thing that they say is, I don't know what anyone is saying. And that's one of the reasons for that is connected speech. Most native English speakers are not going to slow down their speech because you are a learner. They might not be aware that they're a learner or they might not care that you're a learner. A lot of people will speak to you a little bit more slowly if they understand that you're not a native English speaker, but you know that, that doesn't always happen. My wife is from Vietnam, and even my, you know, my mom and my family speak to her very, very, very quickly. And I had to say, slow down a little bit so she can hear you. Um, so that's what connected speech is um, in terms of listening. For pronunciation, it is going to help you sound more like a native English speaker. So if you, you listen to an English learner, um, they normally are speaking like this. Each word is an individual sound on each sound each syllable is 
an individual sound and not connect it up. Um, so your goal is probably to sound as as much of a native English speaker as possible and to improve your pronunciation. But also, it not only helps with your pronunciation, but it helps with your fluency. All right, you're going to sound a lot more fluent if you are able to use connected speech effectively. So that's what it is. Let's talk about why it's important for the IELTS test. Well, number one, you're going to do much, much, much better on the listening test if you are able to recognize connected speech, especially if you are going for one of the, ba the higher bands, seven, eight, or nine. Have you ever listened to the, the listening test, especially the last part of the listening test, and you just like, I have no idea what they said? That probably is because of connected speech. They're speaking, what, what most people would say is they're speaking too quickly. So they're not speaking too quickly. What's happening is the sounds of English are all connecting together. So it can sound very, very difficult to, to understand. So it will help you with your listening. But it will also help you with your speaking test. If you want one of the higher bands, like a band eight or a band nine, you're going to have to try to use connected speech. And for a band nine, you're going to have to use it very, very effectively. Um, also with uh, fluency, fluency is tested on the speaking test. The, the better your connected speech, the better your fluency is going to be. Okay, so it's definitely something that you want to consider if you want one of the higher bands, the band seven, the band eight, band nine. If you're listening and you only need a band six or 6.5, I would not worry about connected speech. The reason for that is there's there's a lot of other things that you need to worry about. There, This is an advanced technique. So there's no point in learning to run before you can walk. Learn how to walk first, and then you can learn how to walk. So this is n mostly for people who are aiming for that band seven, eight, or nine in the listening test and, and the speaking test. But I think most of our learners, uh, most of our listeners are aiming to get one of those higher bands. Okay, so how can you improve um, connected speech by listening to podcasts? So it's not just podcasts. Um, you can also do this with the radio. You could do it with TV shows. You could do it with movies, um, YouTube videos. But I think podcasts are really, really good for this because you cannot see the people. So you don't have context. You don't have facial expressions. You don't have... Uh, body language to help you out with that. You want to make it a little bit difficult. And also the great thing about podcasts is you can listen to something that you really love. Um, I would only bother listening to stuff that you're actually interested in because, you know, A, life is too short to listen to something that is boring. Um, but B, um, the, the more interested you are in something, the, I just think it's easier to learn. I think it just helps you learn things that, that you're uh, if you're interested in them. So get a podcast that you're interested in. Obviously, this is the you know the the sixth best podcast in Romania, but there are many many other um, great podcasts out there. Pick something you're interested in. Use a um, an app like Stitcher, for example. Stitcher is a really good app. I think it's available both on Apple and Android. So you can go into Stitcher and you can put in basically search for any topic or they have um, a, a lot of different features where you can go and find, uh, discover podcasts um, or just the, the, the normal podcast app. Find something you're really interested in. And then you can use this technique to help you with, um, with your, your connected speech. 
So it's called micro listening. And it will become clear why it's called micro listening. So what you're going to do is you're going to listen to one sentence at a time, or it could be two sentences, but start off just with one sentence. And make sure you pick you pick a podcast that is the best podcast for micro listening are normally conversational podcasts. When someone is speaking like me, just in a monologue, I'm just, you know, I'm speaking, not having a conversation with someone. And it's also a podcast aimed at English learners. So I am slowing my speech down. If you listen to two people chatting with each other, they normally speak quite quickly. So try and find uh, with, you know, a host and a guest or a conversational podcast that you're interested in. Listen to one sentence at a time. And don't worry if you don't understand every single word. That's the aim. The aim is to find a sentence that you listen to it and you either thought they're speaking too quickly or I have just no idea what they're saying. Um, that is a really, really good sentence for you to work on. So listen to it one time and try and write out the sentence on a piece of paper as much as you can. Do not worry about writing a complete sentence if, if you don't understand any, um, you know, 50% of it or whatever it is. Then listen to the same sentence a second time and try and write out a little bit more of the sentence. Then a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time until you have started to deconstruct that sentence and write out the sentence as clearly and as fully as you can. Then what you want to do is take that sentence that you, you've completed it as much as you can, and then start to connect up the sounds that connect it together. So what you're going to do is you're going to listen to the sentence on the podcast and then look at the sentence on the piece of paper and start to connect those sounds together. All right, you can do this by just little arrows in between them. Now, there are lots of different versions of, uh, of connected speech. Sometimes uh, sounds are taken out completely. Sometimes sounds are added. Sometimes sounds change. So it could change, the sound could change completely. Um, the sound could join up. The sound could be taken away. Think about these things. And what you'll do if you do this exercise enough is you will start to learn the different patterns and you become aware of connected speech because the first stage is really just raising your awareness of when it happens. So what you're doing is you are improving your awareness of connected speech. You're improving your listening skills. You're improving your, uh, your, your awareness of the whole language as a whole. Then what you want to do is you want to practice saying that sentence with the connected speech. So you're going to listen again and you're going to mimic the person and you're going to use that connected speech. And if you do that enough, and this is not something that you can do like a few times, you can't do this for three sentences and then become good, at, you know, become automatically good at connected speech. Like that's a lot of students think that and that's why they give up. So you need to do this consistently every day over a long period of time. I'm talking months and months and months. There is no way that you're going to improve your connected speech automatically. It's like trying to have a baby in three months. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't, you can't do it. All right, it takes a certain length of time. It takes nine months to have a baby. It takes a long time to improve your connected speech. You cannot go from someone who is 
okay at English to speaking like a, like a native English speaker in one week or one month. I would aim for a, at least six months to a year, if not multiple years, to get better at this. Nobody said this was going to be easy. It is very simple. It is a very simple and effective technique, but it is not easy because you need to do this consistently every single day. And if you don't do that, you're never going to improve. So I wish there was some magic dust that I could you know, sprinkle over you and you could automatically sound like a native English speaker, but it just doesn't work like that. Um, so that's what you do. And once you've finished one sentence, listen to the podcast and then if you spot another sentence where you think oh they were speaking very quickly or i don't understand that pause it listen to it try and write it out listen again write it out again listen again write it out a little bit more listen again write it out a little bit more and then work on the connected speech think about what is happening are there signs being removed signs being added signs changing and then mimic it try and, and work through it that way and it doesn't have to be like three hours a day or anything like that but if this is something that you really want to work on and I think it's something that you should work on if your aim is to be a very very high level English speaker because this is one of the final things that people get some people have really good grammar and vocabulary and their their clarity of their pronunciation is excellent but they need to work on this connected speech and that that a lot of people feel that it's the last hurdle to get over i think that and intonation and uh, sentence stress and things like that those are like advanced pronunciation techniques but a lot of people want to get to that level because they want to be you know, doctors or lawyers or engineers working at a very high level in London or Toronto or New York or wherever it is, and they want us to have no uh, impediments whatsoever. Um, and so going back, circling back to time, if you did this for five minutes every day or 10 minutes every day for six months, you will see a massive improvement. Same as, let's say you did 50 push-ups 50 push-ups, if you did them today, you're not going to see any improvement tomorrow. But if you did 50 push-ups every day for two months, you would see massive improvements. Um, so it's all about trying to get that 1% better every single day. And if you do that, you will look back in six months' time or a year's time, and you will be amazed that you've done it. Unfortunately, I'd say less than 1% of people listening to this right now will do that. It's just a fact. Um, but if you are serious about doing it and you're serious about improving, do that for five minutes each day. And in six months, a year, send me an email, tell me you did it and, and tell me about your progress. And I guarantee that you will have a very, very positive result. Thank you very much, guys. That's it for this week. We will be doing another podcast next Tuesday and Thursday. We haven't decided what they are on yet. We ask our VIP students in our VIP group what they want to, to do. Um, it's just a little perk of being a VIP student. We ask them, is there anything that you want us to do on the podcast? Um, thank you very much again for everybody who has decided to listen to the podcast, not just you Romanians and you Bhutanese. We are climbing up the charts in many, many, many different countries. So thank you very much. Thank you for all the positive reviews. Um, I've heard that if you get um, good reviews 
um, especially with iTunes. It really does help your podcast. So if you want to give us a review, feel free to do that. If you want to give us a negative review, don't bother. <laughs> you can send us an email instead if you want. Um, but it was a, it's always a pleasure reading positive reviews on it and it's great to to help so many people um so thank you very much guys really appreciate it if you need more help with your ielts preparation please go to our website ieltsadvantage.com um or our facebook page or our uh, youtube channel you'll find a huge amount of uh, of material there um also our instagram for behind the scenes stuff and what we're doing um you'll find all that just google IELTS Advantage and you'll find all that and if you have a specific question for us um, or you want to get in contact with us whatever um, for just to say hello chris at ieltsadvantage.com and either myself or one of my team will respond to you thank you very much guys and thanks for listening bye bye